using yeah. I'm usually doing XLR to XLR, but right now I have a, a mini out just because of some bullshit. Okay, okay. So we don't we'll even understand that. But I know. I was just like Let me get granular for you guys. Hold like, on. Let's please, go. Please <laughs> t- talk to me like that when we're when I'm like trying to sleep or something. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yes. All right, here we are. Fresh start worked. Awesome. So yeah. And then you got the, the, the dings and stuff silenced so we don't have to Oh yeah, let me silence the dings. Silence the dings. This week episode is brought to you by none of secret supply of sauce. The best sauce known to mankind and available on shelf anywhere. Even when the freezer is full of sauce, there is still no sauce for you. You want summer nona sauce? Too bad, only nona decides who gets the sauce. Uncle Swampy bought multipliers and he wants our play now. Call Chris and Dan. 87 our play now. 87 our play now. The tens and tens bought privately and they want our play now. Call Chris and Dan. 87 our play now. 87 our play now. My dad made me watch lots of movies, so I want our play now. Call Chris and Dan. 87 our play now. 87 our play now. Now. It's your our play. Use it when you need it. Poppin's popping and lockin'. Magnum. Papa Max Podcast. All right. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to season two, episode 40 of the Zilly Award winning Poppin Mags Pinecast. Mags, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing, man. How you doing? We're doing, dude. We're, We're doing. doing. All right. Uh, well, we got a, an incredible episode this week with uh, Pattern Integrity. But before we get there, let's just do a little count-up action here. So we got K-Fuel coming in now, 404 days in arrears. And the AMA that they were huddling up for is at 35 days. Um, we also have another delay on the, the pod drop, but that's a different story. I think that went from what Feb- that was already supposed to happen and then it was the 23rd and now it's in march march 8th i believe fact check right? me oh the are you talking about um pog, the uh, tigon the, pog. Tigon? yeah 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 it went uh february 16th and then it went february 23rd and then it went uh march 8th so yep. another like 7 7 14 so it's not moving though from march 8th is what i heard <laughs> okay <laughs> we'll we'll let you know on March. only no. three times right <laughs> shame on somebody that's right all right our play staking index we're up to 423 days and the token drop 506 this is u.s only so if you're international you can disregard that uh space junk guard that still yeah they should regard it it regards right or whatever they say next uh, and unfortunately, I actually own 100 R play these days. Thank you, uh, URP, for sending that to a wallet that I can't access it. Thank you. <laughs> um, Space Junk, 262 days. Uh, still nothing. Outliers. Who would have thought something with junk in the name, you know? Ooh. Ooh. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Uh, outliers, 158 days. Yep, that's enough said about that. Uh, okay. P- 
professor and his drinks. Uh, that's 639 days. Got to get on top of that. That's that's outrageous. Uh, your boy, Logan Paul, 391 days since his debacle. Imaginary friends. Do we take them off? Because there was a Gary sighting. There was a G and A and R and a Y sighting, yeah. Yes. I mean, by the by the math, yeah, you, you have to take them off. Right, because um, there was activity. The, it would have been two of two. The substance of anything, <laughs> I lacking. Know, it's it's lacking since you know. Are they not going to ThetaCon? Uh, however many months ago that was, we still don't know. We still don't know, <laughs> but we know Gary. Yes, Gary. Well, hey. So I guess we got to take them we off. But, Gary. I mean, we'll start yeah. the clock again. Yeah. Uh, dorks coming in at ninety-five days. I'm pretty sure that one's going to be on there forever. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's just rugged completely yeah um insiders we didn't we didn't put them back on because of the wwz debacle but i did see that they're now looking intently for a graphic artist so i hope that's related to the project i don't know (laughs) doubt it (laughs) we'll see uh and the pog reveal is up to 36 days and i heard on the spaces this week that it's now slated for may 2nd uh i think we'll find out more about that in the near future. Yeah. Uh, hopefully. So hopefully, uh, soon a lot of, a lot of Omega came out this week with pogs. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I have to say, so, um, you know, I'm not, uh, I'm not worried about that one. No, as long as like, we'll get it. It's, it's, it, we're counting, but we'll get it. Not like some of these. I don't know if we'll just be counting forever on some of these, but this one I feel like there's a there's an end in sight. So you can add seven to anything. So yeah, best yeah. in the biz. Yeah, exactly. Every number there is no biggest number. You can always add one, and if you can add one, you can add seven. That's right. So, all right. Did you have anything else you want to hit before we head into the interview here? Yeah. All right. Well, without further ado, uh, we'd like to welcome to the show. Our friends, Kristen and Pippin, who we've actually had now two few, uh, former Bulls Hall of Famers uh, on the show, Jordan and now Pippin. Uh, and that interview will be after these years br- when you sit. This week's episode is brought to you by WWZ Game, the only project out there capable of putting a reverse countdown on Papa Mags because we can't keep up with the progress. Did we say interoperability with ETH? My bad. We meant interoperability with ETH and Solana and Polygon. Some projects talk about it. Other projects be about it. Follow along on X at WWZ Game and join the Discord for all the updates. So, uh, yeah, let's LFG, man. Let's let's do this. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you guys for joining us. We got Pattern Integrity Films with us. You guys came on the Theta scene here pretty recently and pretty hot you came in so uh yeah welcome hot and heavy yeah that's, that's what we do <laughs> hey that's uh, you know yeah a- andrea made that happen it was incredible oh a hundred percent i don't know anybody else who like like andrea is like the master mc like you know she's got like i don't know god's headset like a line into like god's headset or something like on the stage of like coachella or whatever and she's like the orchestrator of like timing everything perfectly at least that's how it felt i mean with the the closure of gamestop 
uh, happening the same day as the opening of Theta for for us. Uh, only someone like Andrea could have pulled that off. So, uh, so get into that a little bit. The closure of GameStop. What did that? What was that for you guys? Wow, <clears throat> you know, uh, it was it was it was kind of sad actually. You know, we we really had high hopes for uh, GameStop's entry into Web three. I think there were a bunch of issues, most of which we know really nothing about other than, um, you know, they said there were uh, there was too much regulatory uncertainty um, uh, heading into the future with, uh, you know, minting NFTs on their marketplace. I think they were having a number of issues with moderating and, and stuff like that. And so, uh, you know, they they slowly wound it down and then they gave notice uh, in the middle of January that they were going to be ceasing operation on February 2nd. And I think the next day, I think we sent Andrea a message and um, we're ready. (laughs) Something like that. (laughs) All, All caps. One one letter at a time, you know. And uh, yeah, she was like, wow, okay, Uh, you know, I'm in the middle of this pog launch and all of this other major stuff. But hey, everybody, hold my beer and uh, let's (laughs) welcome pattern integrity into the theta ecosystem. And it was like that was that was probably the coolest experience I have uh, had in a long, long, long time. Yeah, it was cool. Nice. Well, definitely welcome. I know you guys came in right in the middle of a, a contest that you guys had entered with your, is it a short or is it a full movie process? No. So so Process is a docu-series. We've got two episodes out now, but those two episodes will uh, relaunch in Theta as uh, Theta Drop exclusives, which is really fun to be able to do that. And uh, the, okay, the docu-series is, uh, it, it's, what it does is it follows individuals that are kind of like blazing a trail in their creative or athletic industries. So the first episode is about this incredible like animatronics guru, like puppeteer who started out homeless living out of his car uh, and is now creating these incredible, fascinating pieces of art that um, function on stage at Coachella and uh, for actually for Katy Perry's Las Vegas show, which is, you know, mm. Katy Perry is on the on a part of the Theta Network, which is cool. And also Lollapalooza. So, you know, he was a fascinating one to do an episode on. And um, and then following on the heels of that episode was Booty Brown, who is the uh, just legendary West Coast uh, hip hop MC, MC, yeah, dancer. Pr- producer, dancer, started out uh, with In Living Color in the 80s, oh. um, started rapping, was one of the founding members of the band The Far Side, and now he's producing stuff with Gorillaz. He's producing his own stuff. And then, you know, because we we went down there to interview him and, you know, highlight him in the second episode, and and he was fascinating. You know, it was supposed to be like a touch and go thing, as as a lot of interviews are. You know, we come in, we set up, we ask the questions, we tear down, and we're out. You know, well, it's like four or five days later, and we're all still hanging out. You know, and he was just really fascinated by 
what we were doing and Web3 and Film3, and he became our executive producer of the show. And so um, that was kind of fun to be able to bring him along for the ride. He's minted a couple of NFTs. And then if you read that Binance article that came out when Andrea and Mitch shot us off, uh, shot us out of a cannon <laughs> a couple weeks ago, it, uh, I think kind of towards the end, it mentions that we're working on a special project together with him, which will be fun to roll out when it's time. Very cool. So these are going to be drops on, on Theta Drop? Yeah. So we have a couple of things that we're working on. So process the docu series is um, is definitely slated for rollout using the the Web three theater that Theta has. Uh, we've got some drops that will act as uh, tickets into that theater and some other really fun things that people can look forward to and collect, and um, you know help us build out the show. I think part of part of what we what part of what makes Web three so exciting is the fact that you can literally take your audience along with you on the ride you know they you know for for those that <laughs> for those that want to stomach it you know um uh the 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 building the plane and flying the plane um definitely a really fun part and and just to kind of steer it back to your original question part of that also includes the contest that we were in the middle of during the announcement which was with decentralized pictures and um, most specifically, their Sidewinder Award, which was a $200,000 grant for um, completion funds, which is just life-changing money for independent filmmakers, for real. So yeah, we, we entered that into the contest and have, you know, have done exceptionally well. The results, the, the results are not out yet, and we're really excited to, to see what those results are. Um, one of the people that placed in the top five with us pointed out to me, I think last week, he was like, hey, you know, you should read through this because nowhere does it say that the top two people are the two people that get selected for this award. So you could place in the top five like we have and still get picked, which was a really fun realization. <laughs> so it was a really great experience, honestly. I really love the Decentralized Pictures platform. And as a matter of fact, I have two of their awards that I'll be entering tomorrow <laughs> with a whole bunch of content. But, um, you know, th it, it, with that kind of money on the table, it's not free of uh, people that are bloodthirsty <laughs> and come in and do, sure. you know, do all the nefarious things that, that just kind of turns some people's stomachs and maybe turns people off from the platform. But, you know, we came prepared for that. We're ready uh, for people to drag in their their web two uh, personalities, <laughs> right? And uh, you know, and 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 try and manipulate something that wasn't designed for it. So, um, yeah, you know, every time we fight back with love, <laughs> and we just work harder, you know. So, but yeah, if you if you have any questions about DCP, I'm happy to answer because I feel I definitely feel like an expert at this point. <laughs> Yeah, no, interesting to see where that goes. I think I was telling Popper kind of what you were saying that some of the voting seemed kind of awkward. It was like, hey, for like for you guys, for example, there was some really great reviews and it was like 72. And then other ones, it was just like 100, 100, 100 and nothing really. So it was, it was kind of like awkward and not sure how it goes. So hopefully they take the top five and, and just really look at 
the the project's individual, any of that uh, nonsense, I guess. Yeah. And I think, so it was explained to me because they have, so what, uh, what decentralized pictures calls, or they refer to it as vote bombing. And, um, you know, you have people come in uh, with an alt account and <laughs> some of those alt accounts aren't very good alt accounts and they're really easy to just Google. And then you're like, oh, that's this person, you know, well, I'm going to slide into their DMs and say, what the hell's your problem? <laughs> oh, <laughs> you really? Know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and then get blocked. And then get blocked. No explanation. <laughs> so we, we don't. We don't need to further that. <laughs> right. Uh, That's you know, So so yeah. So then what happens is um you know it's been explained to me by both uh, Leo and um, one of the other guys over there, uh, Chris, that there's some kind of like math that they apply um, in the end so that it can offset the things that don't make sense, like getting a 1.7 on the technicals, which is just like my cinematographer is a two-time Webby nominated cinematographer and my other cinematographer won South by Southwest Grand Juries Award last summer. So like, I'm pretty sure you could score us however you feel on the other ones, but a 1.7 on technicals is definitely not warranted. And they'll pick that up. So Ultimately, this guy that thought he was, uh, you know, using an alt account to score negatively and got found out about it, all that was uh, for nothing because they're not even going to be counting it in the end. So bummer for him. And, you know, we're all the wiser over here uh, for having that experience. But again, like all that stuff said, that's not. Um, I do want to make sure that I say that that's not on DCP or de- that's not on decentralized pictures um, by any means. Uh, it's all, you know, anytime you have these moments where you're using these cutting edge or innovative tools, there's always going to be, you know, the people that are looking for the holes, you know, they're trying to poke holes in those tools to find out, you know, how they can be used uh, for nefarious purposes or Sure. Lying, cheating, stealing. You know, we've seen it all um, in this space. And that said, uh, just because of that experience, I think I still would encourage people to apply and submit their projects to everything that DCP has going on because it is an exceptional platform that's run by exceptional people. Yeah. I've never seen anything like it for independent filmmakers. It is uh bleeding edge. It's, it's so cool. If I could just go back for a second, usually when we have newer people in the space, we like to like, Hey, who are you? You know, uh, what's your background or whatever? Like, Hey, what do you got going? So I, I think Popper kind of glazed over that and just went right into it ish. Oh, Popper. Why'd you have to do that? Now we got to start over. Yeah, <laughs> so it's, right. it's Kristen and I'll Kevin, I'll leave right? and uh, we'll come back in and no. start all over. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're not doing that. <laughs> Let's no. start over. No, no, you no. You know no. what? <laughs> Scrap the whole thing. <laughs> That's it. We're, we're doing it live. All right. <laughs> let's let's take this from the top. Right. Um, <laughs> no, so I, I, I do look like a Kevin. Um, and some people think I'm a Philip, but I'm actually a Pippin. Oh. Yeah, it's P-I-P-P-I-N. And I have the lesser exciting name and the name that no one remembers when they're We thinking, don't need to talk about it. When they're thinking about Pippin. <laughs> they're like Pippin and that other girl. Um, but my name is Kristen. Yeah. See, I told you. Pippin and Kristen. And 
Yeah, uh, I think it's beautiful. Mm. Yeah, would have been cool if it was Jordan, right? Jordan Pippen. <laughs> Pippen and Jordan. <laughs> oh, basketball. Oh, wait. You know what? I could leave her for uh, for Jordan Bain over at uh, <laughs> Film Three. And she's got an awesome last that. name. Yeah, Bain. she's like, yeah, I'm not into Pippins. Yeah, she'd just be like. I, I think she could tolerate you for maybe like a solid <laughs> 45 minutes. <laughs> we, <laughs> it's, it's a learned thing. You have to, it's a major adjustment to, <laughs> to have to deal with regular 24 hour round the clock. We work together and we live together. Pippin and Kristen time. <laughs> <laughs> but, but Hey, I, I will say this, like, because so we we have like it it is interesting to some people because we're so we're so close like people are like oh they say like oh you're a power couple and stuff like that online but like we are we are definitely two peas in a pod and we kind of know i think okay so lately our work life has completely taken over our like personal lives so lately all it feels like is that we know work <laughs> we we only know how to work right now but um but like, just we're best friends too. And then when we're working, we know kind of each other's idiosyncrasies and we're able to just be like, okay, I need, you know, it's great as an editor to have a a cinematographer that they can kind of rail on and be like, get this shot, get this shot and get just this, you know, get this shot, get this shot and get this shot and don't fucking come back <laughs> until you have that shot. And if it's not like this and held like that, you know, you're, you're sleeping on the couch. Um, <laughs> Why didn't you hold the shot longer? Yeah, hold it longer. <laughs> Why did you shoot it from that angle? Yeah. So we've had a lot, you know, we've, we've, we've been working together and living with each other for 17 years. So, you know, that's bound to turn into something over time, right? <laughs> yeah. And we, we also raised a, a, a gaggle of children. So well, uh, are still raising. It's not past tense yet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we've, we've got, we've got seven and uh, our, our wow. uh, youngest is, is 12 now. So is that yeah. officially a and gaggle? Oldest, that might be a gaggle. I, I'm pretty sure that is a gaggle. I, I Googled it once and it had our, all of our kids in on the, <laughs> you Googled the gaggle. Yeah. I Googled the gaggle and, and it was like all seven of our kids. I'm like, I knew it. <laughs> Anyway, yeah. <laughs> just really quick. So I started, so I'm from the East Coast. I moved out to Portland, Oregon, sight unseen to work on this little itty bitty cute film called Coraline in 2006. And it was produced by this studio um, that was Will Vinton Studios and turned into Leica Studios once uh, Phil Knight from Nike took it over from Will Vinton. If you don't know Will Vinton, he basically coined uh, the term claymation. He did the California Raisins and the Will Vinton Christmas special and worked with Michael Jackson on all his stop motion stuff and just created some really incredible stuff. So I, I, I got my start doing studio work there, came in during a really incredible time, very, very interesting time for Leica because it did not have... Uh, an HR department. It was very wild and crazy. Like case in point, I lost a peanut butter and jelly sandwich eating contest and had my 
subsequently had my head shaved in the <laughs> bathroom. I have a video of that too. Jeez, <laughs> what? And <laughs> yeah, there and, were like there were it, like forty guys around her as they were shaving her long, beautiful blonde <laughs> hair. But I'm telling you, it was it was very like it was. It was so much fun being there. It was like summer camp. It was like just, it was so creative and it was so fun. And it was this, what, what turned out as like, this was something that I was just like, in my mind, uh, like a sort of a bucket list experience. I want to just get my name in a movie credit and then I'm going to bounce and go do something else. Being around all those creative people, all those very, very funny and very, very innovative people, we're talking deadlines, there's like major budget constraints. And, you know, when you when you watch the movie Coraline and you see the trees with the blossoms, understand that that's hand-painted popcorn because <laughs> that's all they could afford, you know? So it's just innovation happening at every single angle, every single frame. And it was a first for that studio. And and it was just and, – and the innovation was because of all the people that were there. And quite frankly, it reminds me of this space. These days, and maybe that's why I feel like that experience with Coraline is so near and dear to me because it it reflects a lot of like the fun, spirited energy that like um, that's happening in this space. The the teamwork, the the communities coming together, like people innovating together and making you know projects together, um, really reminds me of of those days before it got corporate and weird and you know then you had like a sneaker giant coming in trying to tell people how to be creative which never really works um and you know a lot of people wound up leaving that company and i think that they still do a pretty good job at at burning some bridges these days but it's what it is 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 just that that creative spirit that that people bring to the table and that's what it's about i met Pippin in a really unique way. So because of my shaved head, I, oh, and then also I should mention, um, after I was done with my work day at Leica, I was also a dance teacher. And so I would teach dance classes by night. And then, um, so what, what happened was one night there was a, a tango dance that was happening before my class. And there was this guy there. He asked me to tango. I said, yes, we you know, I had to teach my class. He said he was going to come back and take me on a date afterwards. Fine by me, right? Okay. Came back after my class, took me on a date. It was really fun and lovely. Uh, and then we said our goodbyes, as you do when you are adults on a date. Um, <laughs> right, Pippin? Yeah. And then, um, and then uh, he invited me to this thing called MySpace, which was like, what? What is that thing? Okay, I'll hop on. And I'm seeing that he's got all these friends and I'm like seeing and I'm going through those friends and I'm snooping around and I see this guy that has a very interesting profile picture and a very interesting name. And it just sent him a random message. And then we started DMing and we started talking and then and then he called me and that was Pippin. And he and then we just clicked because he was a cinematographer. I was working for the studio that 
that he had loved always growing up. And our next date was on a playground with all of our kids. I had three kids. He had two. They were all under the age of six. (laughs) And it was mayhem. But I had never, ever in my life seen another person like have that much fun on a playground and with like, like as a parent with their kids. And I just was like, I need this man in my life. So at the very least, at the very least, I need this man in my life. And then, and then it just became like, we just had so much fun collaborating and working together and just coming up with ideas. When we were much younger, we would stay up very, very late and work on cool stuff. Some of it would go viral on YouTube. (laughs) And, um, yeah, we just we just kind of moved along that way, wouldn't you say? And yeah, hundred yeah. percent. So hopefully that wasn't a boring. No. Uh, so so before we get too much farther, you had mentioned this had something to do with your hair. Did I miss that part? Like how did? Yeah, yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure that if I didn't look like what private pile or something. No, like that, no. Oh my god. <laughs> Hold on. <clears throat> so 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 okay. So I get this DM. And it says nice tinpo. And I'm like, I'm like, how does she even know about what a tinpo is? Because it wasn't my profile, my PFP. So back in the day, it wasn't even called a PFP, right? So my PFP was of this uh, little character from a, a toy manufacturer here in Portland. And it was a tinpo. And so I get this message. I'm like, who is this? I click through and her profile picture is of herself wearing an army flak jacket and her head is shaved. (laughs) And I'm like, you know, major Sigourney Weaver vibes, right? You know, I was just like, okay, uh, am I going to like, is something bad going to happen to me? So I'm like looking through her profile and I see that she is uh, working at uh, Leica Studios. And I'm like, no kidding. Because, you know, uh, as, a, as a young child watching, you know, California Raisins and being from Oregon and, you know, watching the claymation, um, you know, specials on the news, I was like, you know, I was always into it, you know, and then I got into 3D animation and uh and and uh documentary filmmaking then i moved up to portland and i wanted to work at will vinton studios they changed hands and then you know i I, she sends me this dm and i'm like okay this is you know i had a i had a um a blues blues brothers moment you know i was like this is a message from god right here (laughs) so i need to i need to just i just need to meet this woman and if she kills me so be it you know i'll start over again so yeah so so we met and it has been wild wild ride ever since so and i remember you gave me all your money it's like right and you've been broke ever since (laughs) um what what's that line uh I can't even remember it now, but um, no, you know, I mean, happily, you can, you can have it all. Here you go. Thank you. So, yeah. And, and, you know, as, as far as I'm concerned, uh, you know, or as, as far as it goes for me, you know, I've been in love with like documentary and storytelling and capturing moments since probably the first time I had a camcorder, which was sometime in the mid eighties. Um, used to do like stop motion with my GI Joes and uh, and my Transformers. As you um, do, 
Yeah. And then I got into, you know, putting firecrackers in the middle of them. And yes. <laughs> Do you still have network. those videos? <laughs> uh, you, you know, I, I, I might somewhere. Those those would be some ancient VHS tapes at this point. Uh but um, I do remember running across it at one point. I think it was probably like 2003. But uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I hope I do. I hope I do. I have a crazy archive of tapes. I have about, uh, I want to say somewhere between 400 and 600 tapes that are full that I've shot over the years. Wow. That's before things were digitized. Yeah. So. And, and he really, you know, he really taught me. He taught me a lot about editing. I he, actually he taught me everything I currently know about editing and the rest just comes down to story, you know? Um and I feel like through editing, through like the 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 art of like putting clips together and taking what people say and you know, like overlaying, you know, other footage and stuff like that like is is really one of the greatest ways to learn storytelling and he he taught me that well you know part of it i i just want to say that like you know i might have taught her the technical aspects of editing but my god editing is the most grueling thing that um that you can possibly do in filmmaking storytelling is incredibly difficult and i mean you know, I, like when when she is writing a screenplay and it just like or watching her edit, I don't know how she does it. I don't know how like really high end, really talented editors do it. It boggles my freaking mind. You know, there there is just a, a talent that comes along with that that is just like. But you know, the same goes. You know, I, I could people could probably say the same for you know. Somebody who's really technical with computers. I'm really gifted and technical with computers. Thank God. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know, she's like, she, you know, she has a really difficult time I'm with like, organization plug, and, plug folders this in. <laughs> and just like, oh, my God, like what happened to the hard drive? Where did this go? You know, it's like I, I, I have all of that stuff. As far as story goes, oh my God, just take me out back and shoot me. It's like, and, it is yeah. so incredibly painful and so and difficult for me. And while we're, while we're on this subject um, of talking about Leica and the past and storytelling, I have a project that I'm actually excited. So yes, uh, documentaries uh, are 100% our bag. Um, it's something that we're we're well known for, but um, I'm super excited about being in, you know, a partner with Theta because the flip side to that is I have like a very long list of of original content of IP that has just been waiting to see the light of day. So I've got this incredible story that I actually worked on at Leica. They did this rare thing. I don't I don't think they do or I don't think they have done this much, but it was very early on when the company was tiny and um they had an open pitch session and uh I pitched and was selected to pitch in front of a bunch of executives that I had never met before and it was very scary, you know, being in your mid 20s with a shaved head no less like that was kind of poor uh 
poor choice at that time. But, <laughs> but you know, I showed up and I did my pitch and and they were like, okay, you know, great story. It's not right for a stop motion, but we do want to see you develop this further. So, you know, they sent me to film school, uh, which was super cool. And I developed that story uh, for a number of years. It 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 sat in a drawer, honestly, but uh, was always in my mind. And that's how you know some of the greatest stories need to be told because they won't leave you alone, you know? So yeah, uh, I'm excited to be able to bring that out into the open, and it is it is my intention to get that fully made through the Film 3 model and uh, produced and uh, <sighs> put out there uh, through the, the Theta Network, uh, through the Web3 Theater. It'll be so incredible when that happens. And I'm not even going to say like if that happens, it's like it's so going to happen because we're talking a decade, almost two decade long story <laughs> that's so ready to be told. And and like like for the people that love Dark Crystal and um, Labyrinth and, um, you know, any kind of creature effects or those like incredible stories where, where you're, you're suspending your disbelief because there's just incredible uh, characters and the storyline is captivating. And yes, we know these are puppets and there's people dressed as monsters and stuff like that, but we're along for the ride. Like if you, if you like that sort of a thing, then like you're in for a major treat. And I can tell you the name of the story too, if you want to hear it. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's called the remnant. So it's pretty rad. Interesting. Monster in the woods kind of, kind of, kind of tale. Okay. It's a it's a it's a children's horror genre. <laughs> he, he always calls it that. He always says children's horror, but it's it's definitely terrifying. I don't know if kids really should see it, um, you know. But uh, I'll leave that up to the parents. So Sounds there you go. fun. <laughs> yeah. Well, I looked up Coraline quick, and it seems like that's kind of similar, right? Yeah. Well, so that was a stop motion animated film. Um, this would be live action. But with, you know, with with large scale puppets and, you know, creature effects and and, you know, um, all the fun little aspects that go into telling those kinds of stories where you're, you know, having to build the world out. So, yeah. Yeah. And one of one of the really uh, cool and uh, fortunate things um, about this is the type of talent that we're connected to that could uh, help us produce this. And so that's, that's the other side of it. And, you know, it's not like, uh, it's not like, you know, yes, this story needs to be told and we're going to just do it, you know, and, and make it happen. It's that like the people that are riding along with us that are, you know, also wanting to have this produced and the fact that, you know, we have this like film three distribution platform in theta and all of these new web three tools, you know, and, and, you know, the fact that we can create these NFT collections and that we can also deliver physicals is like things could not be in a better place for creators for independent cinema and definitely for us and this story. Mm -hmm. So, and I'll, and I'll add to that, that, 
you know, think about think about some of your favorite movies and kind of what you would have done to have like been a part of those movies from like their initial stages onward. Like there's, you know, there's pre-production, there's pages of the script, you know, there's um uh uh you know, casting and production which is, you know, lots of behind the scenes, lots of um images, sketches, proof of concept type stuff that gets, you know, that gets created. And then in post-production, you've got outtakes, you've got the cutting room floor, you've got the stuff that didn't make it in, you know, cut scenes, you know, the stuff that didn't make it into the final. And then when you roll out the final, there's the tickets and the the movie posters and the merch that goes along with it, the trailers, the teasers, you know. So when you think about how the film three model can work in this space, it's a lot of it is in like creating with people that, and when I say creating with people, I guess it's like, it's kind of like the audience, the collectors, you know, the people that are like there from, from the jump, you know, that are there from that, that first page of the script or, you know, the, you know, if the entire script gets dropped or the short story and the assets that go along with that, you know, the the pre-production, into production, post-production, and then the the movie release. It's those kinds of moments that can be just like, I just think really groundbreaking. Whereas now, you know, the Hollywood model is like, we we learn about a movie coming out because uh, tr- we see a trailer, you know, so everything's already been shot. Everything's been, you know, been done and completed and we'll see the movie next month. And a month ago, we didn't even know that movie existed. But I like I like this approach at uh, like in being able to captivate your audience from the very first stages of filmmaking and and bringing them along for that ride and even like putting them in charge of some of the the decision making if they if they want you know what do you guys think of the scene you know does it add anything does it take away i think that stuff can be really powerful and also very very engaging and entertaining so that's kind of what we're looking <coughs> to bring both with process the docu series and with some of these um original you know both feature film short film you know, we've got some horror, some dramedy, huh. which is drama and comedy, in case you weren't sure. <laughs> <laughs> I caught that. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm stuck on a child horror drama. I'm just... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I just, I also wanted to just add one thing really quick. Um, and that's also like how film three can benefit the people who work on the film, you know, like we have some world class artists, uh, you know, for instance, one of, uh, one of the people that we've been working with and we've been friends with for a very long time, um, he uh he's uh he's a development artist for you know oh my god he's worked on so many movies and you know spe- like specifically like on Coraline he you know he's responsible for uh, the look you know a lot of a lot of the characters and you yeah, know yeah he's he's in looks development he's the guy that like will be in the room you know that that like when everybody's kind of brainstorming about what you know, when you're taking something from script 
you know, and moving it towards the screen. There's got to be some somebody or a team of people that decide, well, what do these characters actually look like? And that's that's this guy's job. Yeah. And so, you know, having people like that creating work and then being able to take their work and, you know, mint it and make these collectibles, you know, that that can that can be life changing for them, you know, and just having having this new world of independence, you know, so we're we're not relying on the studios, but we're relying on ourselves to make these things happen. You know, I, I think I think over <laughs> the next five years, we're going to see some major changes to the uh, the Hollywood structure. I hope so. I mean, if not, we're moving on anyway, you know, and we will be right back. This week's episode is brought to you by Dr. Theta's Community Guardian Node. Theta's premier community guardian node where you can stake your Theta if you don't run your own guardian node. Best of all, 100% uptime so you do not miss any rewards and zero fees so you earn 100% of your T-Fuel. Trusted by Theta Labs, you can easily stake directly within your wallet. Simply go to the staking tab, choose Delegated Guardian Node, and find Dr. Theta's Guardian Node. Quick, simple, reliable, and best of all, safe, as the coins never leave your wallet. Stake with the doc today. This week's episode is brought to you by GuardiansofTheta.com, offering 0% one-click Theta Guardian staking with random monthly token giveaways. Guardians also airdropped everyone staking with him an NFT that you're able to stake and earn T-Vibe. 100% uptime, zero fees, random giveaways, what's not to love? Stop paying 4% and come join the fam with Guardians of Theta. Papa Max podcast. A lot of people sort of look at Hollywood and they're like, oh, you know, like, fuck this system. I hope you guys can swear on your show. I just did. Sorry. No, it's encouraged. Um, Thank you. Okay. <laughs> uh, you know, like, like, fuck this system. Like, we're going to, you know, burn it all down or whatever. And it's like, I, I don't know. Like, you guys do what you want to do over there. I'm going to do this over here because I, I know what it can yield you know and and we don't need we don't need any any like people in you know with the fancy suits or whatever like saying what what the network needs and what it it doesn't need like we 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 have our own barometer for deciding what's necessary and that's the people i mean the people the theta audience is not an algorithmic machine you know theta's driven by you know their their community and those people are interested in you know what theta is is putting out so it's it's really up to the people to decide and that's you know that's the magic it used to be like back in the day like when something went viral it was because it was truly incredible you know now it's just all paid for mm-hmm. and so it just can be, it doesn't take, at least it doesn't take me, it doesn't take me long to, to like lose interest in trying to make something go viral or not. You know, we've, we've had our days with that and that was fun and all, but now that it's more like, uh, driven by whatever, like a, some kind of numbers, whatever. The algorithm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's less interesting, you know, and you could pay. You could pay to have something go viral. So that's just, that's super boring to me. 
Sure. Um, so I don't know if you guys heard, but Web3 is a movement, I was told. I was curious, how like how did you guys get involved in Web3 and, and how do you see Theta improving Web3? So I'll, I'll lead it and then I'll, I'll, um, I'll have Kristen jump in here. Um, but uh, yeah, so as far as like Web3 goes, um, you know, we were heavily involved with, um, with GameStop. And, you know, there was, uh, there was talk of um, GameStop adding an NFT marketplace into their ecosystem. And You're not starting from the beginning, though. Because what you have to say is that because we were doing, we did a bunch of like viral crazy videos. Let me just say this. Why are you doing this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this yeah. is gold. I love this. <laughs> I love this. <laughs> I got yeah. this. Yeah. Okay. All right. So let's Web see. Web three, because because that's right, 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 right. Because yeah. the NFT talk started right before we got into no, GameStop. Kevin, you're yeah. like mansplaining this All right. shit to me right now. Okay. <laughs> three, two, that's one, days. go. Okay. That stays. <laughs> I'm sorry. Can you repeat the question? <laughs> so okay. Uh, let's see. So how do we get into Web three? So uh, 2021, we wound up uh, seeing this really interesting. Um, hashtag that said hold the line and we were like what does that even mean and we saw it had something to do with GameStop and we got like we were just blown away by the GameStop saga and the story and stuff and it was just really honestly really really fascinating to watch and we got involved okay then fast forward to the following year GameStop announces they have an uh, sorry, my dog was just shaking. So let me say that again. Fast forward to the following year. Uh, GameStop announces they have, th- they're rolling out an NFT marketplace. And, you know, this is kind of like the kind of content that they're looking for. And we thought this is just going to be so much fun. And we submitted and we got in. And uh, we created a number of really fun things. Um, some, some stuff we really uh, wanted to do, but were restricted on because of SEC concerns. So we had to pivot. This is where the pigs of film three come into play. I don't know if you guys want to hear about that collection at all. And the JPEGs. And the JPEGs of production. Yeah. Um, of course. Okay. In between all this time, I was reading. Okay. I was reading this <laughs> book called The Movie Brats. All right. It says how it's. It's called The Movie Brats, How the Film Generation Took Over Hollywood. And it's a book that was published in 1979 featuring Steven Spielberg, George Lucas, Brian De Palma, uh, John Milius, um, uh, 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 Francis Ford Coppola, and, and was just such an incredible book to read. But also the time that it was published in was almost like it could have been a very current book. And so as I was reading, I, I happened upon this, this segment that really stuck with me. And it goes like this. We are the pigs, George Lucas says. We are the ones who sniff out the truffles. You can put us on a leash, keep us under control, but we are the guys who dig out the gold. The man in the executive tower cannot do that. The studios are corporations now, and the men who run them are bureaucrats. They know as much about making movies as a banker does. They know about making deals like a real estate agent. They obey corporate law. Each man asks himself how any decision will affect his job. 
They go to parties and they hire people who know people. But the power lies with us, the ones who actually know how to make movies. And I just thought that was so brilliant. And it just spoke to me so much that we made a collection called The Pigs of Film 3. And what that collection did was now keep in mind the GameStop community, the Layer 2 community, the Loop Ring community, which was the communities that we were a part of before we um, joined Theta. Those communities did not know anything about Film 3. They had never heard of it. It was, a, it was something we were throwing around quite a bit because of the Film 3 squad and that community over there. But there was no, there was no link besides us, you know, into our community. And so I decided, okay, well, why don't we create a collection that, that helps start that conversation of what Film 3 is? And the way that you do that is through films that everybody knows and loves, you know. So because of this con this 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 like context of using the these these pigs now, because of the the tie to George Lucas and the sentiments that I read, we were gonna have this collection called The Pigs of Film Three. And it was a pig in a shark costume, and his name was Steven after Steven Spielberg. And a pig in a yellow suit uh, that was named Quentin uh, from Kill Bill. And a pig that was uh, in a Barbie box that was named Greta uh, after the movie Barbie. And so these pigs were one of ones and they sold out immediately. Uh, anytime. I, and I, I, I would make one and then list it. And then it would go like we we got to a point where we weren't even able to like put together a tweet about it. They were just gone. <laughs> and um, and that was really fun. And it and it opened up a discussion about uh, you know, it kind of it kind of brought together the pieces of like, well, you know, who doesn't love movies? I mean, a lot of people, I've never met a person that doesn't have a favorite movie, right? So then we had people like, oh, you should do this one or you should do this one. And then we were like holding, you know, like a contest. And whoever had the most votes or whatever, we would make that pig. And then, you know, that's how like some of these ideas came together. And then um, when we were uh, getting ready to roll out process, uh, some of the things that we wanted to do for process couldn't happen because of the SEC regulations. So we had to pivot. And the other side of something we wanted to educate on was how hard it is to get a film made. And the different things that go into it, like, um, you know, everybody has a job on set and in pre-production and in post-production. So you have, um, you know, the same the same pig, uh, but this pig is like an editor pig and he's covered with, all, you know, with just a big mess of film strips. And you have a director piggy who's sitting in his, you know, in his um, uh, director's chair with the lights dim and you can just sort of like see a silhouette of his ears um, you have the the location scout, you know, and so these pigs became the JPEGs of production and owning combinations of these pigs would get we would give out certain roles uh, for the process docuseries. So people, for film credits. Yeah, for film credits. Yeah, thank you. So, you know, people could be, you know, the the top holders of every single one of the pigs was a producer of the show. And, um, you know, certain pig, pig combinations were like, 
what like not color correction, but um so we had like uh we had um we had pre-production film three pre-production credit, film three post-production credit, uh film three supporter credit. Uh we had an executive producer uh that nobody bought that was really disappointing. That was um that was 20 ETH. Yeah. And so maybe <laughs> and that pig was that that pig was um was like lodged in this big, beautiful diamond. So it was quite a sight to behold. But the, all that said, I think that that I think that executive producer Piggy could have sold if the GameStop marketplace was able to keep building steam. And this is where we get into the second part of your question, which is, you know, what what is Theta doing to build out Web3 filmmaking and film three. And that is, you know, the easiest way to answer that is there, uh, to me at least, is having a place to show my films. That is great. So having um, their Web3 theater be the, the, the host of the creative end product of everything that we make um, is leaps and bounds. You know, GameStop was not able to handle anything over a certain size. Yeah, it was like a um, uh, hundred megabytes. So you could like mint a very short film. Like it just, it, I don't know. It, even even so, to me, minting a short film doesn't prove film three. It just because you own. Just because you own a short film as an NFT asset, in my mind, that doesn't—that's not film three. That just is an NFT that happens to move, and hopefully, it's a good story, you know. But, but like the the thing that makes it film three, honestly, is the engagement. Is the you know he, here's here's episode one, and here's the things that go along with episode one, and here's. Um, the ticket that, you know, can give you a producer credit and the ticket that will unlock all the episodes. And, you know, that's one aspect of what Theta is doing that's like incredible in my mind and, and definitely moving the needle. The other aspect is having, you know, having that theater be a place where you can host your work. I mean, that in and of itself is just mind blowing and I'm so grateful for it. And then the other thing being their um, their DRM technology, which is just like more than anyone could ever ask for, especially as an independent creator um, who would like to have their works protected. So I guess that's the very long answer of how <laughs> Theta is moving the needle and just building hand over fist in the space, yeah. honestly. It's phenomenal. Yeah. And, and how we got into film three yeah and, and web three and it's it's phenomenal to be here it's a beautiful time to be alive and um all of the pieces are coming together i mean film three is not just about the creative aspect of of uh of getting a project done it's also you know the financing part um the financing part being decentralized pictures you know it's also the distribution part the distri the distribution part being theta and their web three theater and it's community and the community is is here and people are are very ready and eager to to collect and and build alongside us and others like Rob Feldman with Psycho KO, um, the Film Three Squad and Jordan Bain, you know, uh, Kyler with Pog, all of it 
you know, kind of comes together in a very beautiful little package. And it's just really nice to be uh, a part of it all. Great. That's awesome. It, it's good to hear that. Um, I definitely enjoy hearing this from you guys. Like how, so Andrea, like how did you hear about Theta? Like how did Andrea get uh, in touch with you guys originally? Okay. <laughs> so I, I, uh, I discovered uh, Theta. Um, I'm pretty sure I discovered Theta through Andrea at some point last year um i don't know if it was like winter or spring and and then i saw that uh they were collaborating with the film three squad and i was like okay this is for medicam yeah, yeah i was like this is definitely a thing that's going on here and um yeah the, the collaboration was for medicam and you know i saw that they were you know really like building towards, you know, having a, a really high end platform for film three. And I kept seeing Andrea kind of like all over the place. And so uh, let's see, it was, I think it was June of last year. Oh, you know what it was? Check this out. This is cool. So I was randomly on LinkedIn, which I'm not really on LinkedIn very much at all. Um, but uh, I see um, a production house here in Portland uh, named Digital One, Dig One, and they have this post with uh, like a shout out to this guy I'd never heard of, Rob Feldman, and this show called Psycho KO. And they were also shouting out Andrea Berry. And I'm like, wait a minute. That's I'm like, OK, this is weird. So I've got this production company that we've worked with. That, you know, and, and this isn't just like a production company. These guys do uh, the audio for, you know, major films for very, IP, high you yeah. know, LeBron James is in there recording. You know, it's like they're they're the tip of the top, you know. And so um, so I'm like, OK, like something is going on here. So I sent Andrea a, a message right there. I don't know if she's seen that to this day. Um, but since then, you know, I was. What? Yeah, <laughs> Andrea, if you can hear this, yeah, check your messages. Check your check your DMs on LinkedIn. <laughs> um, so uh, so then um, so then you know, fast forward to uh, fall, uh, and the Film Three Summit was going on, and we were like, man, we've got to go there. You know, we just it, you know we're like, Theta is is sponsoring this, and Jordan is putting it on, and Jordan's such a badass. She's like. She works. I, I, no, nobody works as hard as Jordan in this space, other oh, than my wife. And let let me tell you, we were like, should we go? Shouldn't we go? Should we go? Shouldn't we go? And then it was like, oh and my we, god! Wait, we had we, decided that we weren't going to go. And I was in here on my computer. Kristen's in, you know, in in our bedroom. And I was like, God, you know, I should just look up rental cars real quick. And you know, it, it mind you, it's Friday at four p.m. Budget closes at five p.m. Yeah, right. Cut, cut to me. I'm like, quote unquote, trying to take a break from you know from work, and I'm just gonna go lay down in our room. And I'm like, 
oh, I'm supposed to be resting, but of course I'm going to open my phone and look at it. And I'm on Instagram. And the first thing that comes up is the Film 3 Summit from last year. And I look at it for maybe like 15 or 20 seconds. And I just get up from my my bed and I come down into our studio and he's looking at cars and I just turn to him and I'm like, okay, we're both thinking the same thing. Let's just get this car and let's let's pile in you know, um, we made it, we literally made it like talk about a cinematic I moment. The, <laughs> I made it to the door as they were locking it. He's like getting ready to flip the sign to closed. And we're like, no, you know, and, <laughs> and we, we rent this. I don't even know what it was. It was probably not very fuel friendly or anything like that. Something And, and like, I, yeah, we, we peeled out, came back home loaded up whatever, you know, like, like camera gear and like fruit and just whatever we could live <laughs> off of loaded the dogs in, the kids, like everybody load in the car, you know? And then we just, we, we took off at like nine o'clock that night, like the worst possible time to start traveling or was it the best? I don't know. It was, it was, great it was perfect. Cause, cause we got yeah. down, we got down to LA and, you know, it was like, I think noon the next day, maybe, you know, it was like two o'clock in the afternoon. That's what it was. And, you know, it was that was Saturday. So that was the first day of. Wait, wait, hold on. Are my days wrong? No, just don't even worry about it. <laughs> he does the, no, he does this thing, you guys, right? It's like, was it a Tuesday or a Wednesday? And I'm like, people aren't worried about that detail, you know? So Sorry. so we 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 got in, we got into L.A., and we got to the film three summit and and we just had the time of our lives. It was the most amazing experience that we've we've had uh, professionally with our business. And, you know, and um, we like we met- DC, like decentralized pictures was there like uh, Miguel Faust with Caladita. You know, if you don't know about Caladita, uh, uh, that's how you say it. His film was the first European film that was made that was funded by nfts and it was very successful um he was there you know uh the there there was just all these really creative people all coming together in one place and um man it was so it was just good and you know it's different when you're talking to people online versus when you meet them in person and you have an actual like you have some time to just like shoot the shit with them over a beer or a glass of wine or whatever. And, um, you know, it's just, that was kind of how we got to know Andrea cornered her until, you know, she broke, I think. And, (laughs) and, you know, and, and then, um, yeah. And then it was just sort of, you know, how can we, how can we work together? We love what you're doing and, and nobody does it better than Andrea. I think we've covered that a lot already, but like, yeah, well, you know, I mean, it, for, for us, I think it was kind of easy because, you know, we were able to show her the, the trailers for process, you know, and it's like, you watch the first trailer and you're like, wow, this is really cool. And then you watch Booty Brown's trailer and you're like, my God, like this is like, this is really bringing it to the table and um and you know and she, and she's just an amazing person and you know the yeah the other thing that's worth noting that you you said um or you reminded me yeah uh, uh is one of the things that i feel kind of sensitive of in this space is hmm i don't know how to put this like 
I guess it's kind of the way that it gets built out. I Let me explain a little. I feel like it's really easy to be in this space and create like a bubble and like an echo chamber where we're all like saying, you know, how much we love this and we're building and growing and stuff. But are we actually like, how are we building and growing? How are we actually reaching new people, new collectors? Um, And so that's something that I feel like I have on my mind all the time. And so it's, to me, it's hugely important to have this process docu-series um, that, that is playing uh, in kind of a web two way. Like it's, it's got, it's got a little bit of a, of a, of an interesting distribution model. That's, that's a piece of how process uh, gets out there. And that's through um, the Portland international airport. We have a, a theater in our airport and each quarter, one of our episodes screens at uh, in that theater. And what's really unique about that is not just that it's, you know, a fun way to get your work out to a captive audience, which, by the way, they have 250,000 travelers a month that pop into that theater. Um, wow. Those are the metrics that have been shared with me. But um, in addition to that, before our episodes show, they say, you know, a Theta Drop exclusive. And while not everyone is going to be like jumping on their phones and Googling Theta Drop or Theta, you know, there will be people who are, you know, who are like, I've never heard of that before. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to look that up. Um, And to me, that's like, that's just kind of one way where we're trying to bridge the gap between web two and web three and constantly like show people, you know, what this is, who we are, what we're doing, why we're doing it. Um, you know, and, and that's, you know, that's, but one, but one way, but (laughs) it's, uh, it's pretty unique, you know, and, and as a partner of Theta, we feel like it's our responsibility to, to educate people and make them aware of what Theta is. And, and on board. Yeah, it's part of what we do. Well, that's amazing. We we certainly appreciate that. And we're looking forward to seeing where this partnership goes and, you know, the checking out the drop when it comes out. This drops. Up, drops, sure. Um, <laughs> but you guys. I feel uh, so I feel so bad for you guys. It's like we've just been talking the whole entire time. and Nobody no, wants to hear great. us talk. That was actually perfect. That's actually perfect. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. No, I right. think that everyone's going to be able to understand. Like you guys are uh, certainly fun people. You can tell just by the, the, the way you guys kind of bat it back and forth with each other. So um, this was great. Uh, really appreciated having you guys on. Hope you guys have uh, an awesome time. Uh, getting on the plane you said wednesday morning uh heading to paris right yeah yeah so that's right enjoy that and yeah and no we're, we're certainly looking forward to, to what you guys got coming on thank you thanks so much and then you know two more things we've got uh, uh as members of the film three squad we host regular monday spaces as a part of that film three squad the space that we specifically host is called Story Squad, and it's just that. It focuses on elements of story, um, character development, and 
plot, log lines, all that, all that stuff in screenwriting. Um, and that's, you know, that's Mondays at 10 Pacific time and, uh, uh, sorry, 10 AM Pacific standard time. And then on Thursdays, we host a show called Process Live, which is a podcast um, through the Farside TV network on YouTube. And um, ultimately, what that what Process Live is, is it's similar to Process the docuseries. It's just sort of like we're talking to creative people doing their thing, um, kind of live in the moment. And that acts as like a bridge between uh, production for us. So we can keep the cool conversations going but not at the breakneck speed of production. <laughs> so it's a, it's a nice little thing. And that's, that's Thursdays at 3 p.m. PST. And, and okay, but that's far sides with the far side with a P, correct? Yeah. PH. PH, yep. right. Just, I'm just letting everyone know in case they look at for something Thank else. You. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> this is not the Gary Larson. <laughs> not, not Gary Larson. <laughs> <laughs> Right on. Yeah. Well, thank you guys so much. Um, oh, thank you. Guys. And uh, feel yeah, free to guys... come back on again when you have some more Omega to drop. Please. Well, what are you doing next week? <laughs> 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 no, you guys are great. Thank you so much for having us on. Just such a, you have such a great, fun thing going. Um, honestly, I have been enjoying listening to your show while baking it's like for some reason that feels baking like, in quotes yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'm actually pro producing cakes and things like that cake producer <laughs> <laughs> yeah cake producer yeah one of these days i'm gonna do like a pineapple upside down cake something like that i'll just like i'll go all out and I'll share it. Let's go. Yeah, I I, uh, I love what you guys are doing here, and uh, you guys you guys definitely have a good thing going. Thank you so much for Appreciate for having that. us on your show, oh, and uh, can't wait for the next one. Yeah, oh, yeah, looking forward to it. All right, well, cool. you guys have a have a great night, and uh, yeah, enjoy your time in on the other side of the pond. Yeah, yeah, cool. Thanks so much for your time. You All guys. right, thank you. Take care. All right, take care. Cheers. Bye. You have been listening to the Pops and Mags Pinecast. Music provided by Sushi Cat. Like what you hear? Send that cat a very nicely worded compliment on Twitter at Just Add Spam. Pops and Mags is a scumbag hat production in association with Pam's Day Spa.